0: I'm here with Mike Peterson, how you doing today, Mike? Good, Tony, great to see you again. Good to see you. I thought we'd talk a little bit about active desiccants and a little bit about the industry, what's going on, what are you seeing, and uh, before we start, maybe, what is a desiccant, what do you use it for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Go right to the basics. Yeah, so um, this is a little sample of a desiccant rotor. This has silica gel on it, which takes moisture out of the air, and so this wheel rotates inside the airstream, and it actively takes out moisture, so this is uh, this is the big version. This is the is real an example version. of it. Yeah. So this unit here is uh, what we call our dry climate series, and it's a pretty basic dehumidifier, but it's made for industrial use. So it's got all stainless steel construction, has 65k SCCR rating, VFD, all the bells and whistles. Very nice. So but people... the airflow path is pretty simple. Yeah. So it comes in one end. So this would be the air that you're looking to dry. It's filtered, which is a very important
0: part of this process. We call that the process air, yes. or the regen? Okay, okay. process air, because
1: okay. uh, you don't want this wheel to get dirty. If the wheel gets dirty, it becomes an expensive filter. Got it. And you don't want to replace that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as the air enters here, it dries out. And part of the process of desiccant is it uh, releases some of its heat into the airstream as well. So it's coming out hot and dry, and then you're blowing that into your space, And then you have a second Airstream, which is regenerating the wheel and getting it ready to dry again. So that's this Airstream, this particular unit, it's kind of a U-shape, which is uh, not as normal. Normally they're cross-flow, single air path, Um, but that air comes in from the outside, gets filtered, gets heated. So this is an electric heater behind here, SCR, (laughs) and then gets drawn through the wheel. And now it's hot and wet, and you discharge that to the atmosphere.
0: Nice, so for those who aren't familiar with desiccants, it's an alternative, you dehumidify the air with using heat, basically, rather than cooling, right? There's no cooling coil. The desiccant is getting heated up, and I believe it's a vapor pressure scenario that causes the humidity to go into the wheel. Keep going, you, And it turns fine. around and it goes out and that's why it feels like a dryer vent when it comes out of here, right? That's right. Yep,
1: yep. 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 so um, typically you're using these desiccant systems below a 45 degree dew point. That's where it makes the most sense to apply desiccant. Yeah. Anything above that is, you know, your traditional mechanical cooling and solutions yeah. that
0: people are more chill water, yep. et cetera. Exactly. So what type of applications, you know, I've done lithium ion battery, facilities with you guys surgery suites is very common um, ice arenas ice arena wastewater treatment plants archival
1: storage archival storage corrosion resistance food processing there's a whole slew of uh, applications for desiccant that makes yeah, sense yeah. So.
0: yeah i love that you can what i love about them is if you need to dry the air more you just pour some more heat to it yeah it's not <laughs> like if you don't have enough chiller you know it's just it's just like there's always that safety factor and i think you yeah. i think we did uh with you guys, we did a minus 40 dew point in Tallahassee or some kind of battery. Yeah, that's,
1: you know, the, small that's the new room. You guys rage. built the whole room. Yeah, that's the new rage is, uh, yeah, yeah. lithium batteries, of course. So a lot of demand from that market. That's just yeah. uh, keeping us busy, but um, yeah, those are some special machines. Those are a lot different. Those are typically about the size of a semi truck.
0: Yeah, So big stuff. And yeah. we didn't talk about this, but like, you know, a lot of HVAC equipment have you know, desiccant wheels in them, but they're enthalpy wheels, total enthalpy wheels, heat recovery wheels, this is a whole different animal than that, yes. you know, usually they're, well they could be, I don't know if they're that that long, that wide, but they're definitely, uh, they spin a lot faster, this is a very slow process, is that right? Yeah, good point, so
1: yeah. typically the rotation speed on the desiccant rotor is mm-hmm. anywhere from four to 18 revolutions per hour, Right. so it could take anywhere from 15, 20 minutes before it goes all the way around. Your typical heat wheel is much, much faster and you can visually see it. This one,
0: if you can see in the
1: video, it's pretty slow.
0: And some applications, you know, sometimes this could be very dry. It could be, I don't know, five degree dew point or whatever, but it's hot. That's right. And it depends on the application you have. But to cool that air, sensibly is not that big of a deal, right? We right. typically use, are you, do you still do DX often or is it mostly chill water as post-cool?
1: It really depends, I mean, yeah. you kind of do a combination of both, so. so yeah, for that type of equipment, we integrate it right into the system, so there would be a post-cooling coil in there. Yeah. Uh, other applications require a pre-cooling coil because uh, you're wanting to use mechanical cooling where it makes sense. Uh, yes.
0: So nice. I, if I remember right, if it's like 100% outdoor and it's a design day, from ninety-five, seventy-eight, you want to knock that down with DX or chill water to fifty. I don't know. Fifty, 50 degrees is a pretty like normal that. number. Yep. And then we shine the desk can shine after below that. That's right. You don't want to start out. Got it. That's right. Cool. How is the desk in business? Very busy. <laughs> you guys just <laughs> built a new plant in Oatana. Oatana.
1: Yep. Uh, so we just moved into our new facility, December first. Yep. Uh, Two hundred seventeen thousand square feet. Wow. So it's about uh, triple what we were. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Just yeah. getting moved in and situated That's still. Amazing. Lots Lots of boxes everywhere still. I've been working with you guys <laughs> since I
0: started in the career and it's like, to see you all grow. Now You've been in that other last facility for a long time, haven't you?
1: Uh, uh, since 2006, I think 2006. it was. 2006,
0: yeah. Gotcha. So desiccants are hot. Yep, yep. everybody wants one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Come get well, yours today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll take three. <laughs> so most are almost are all these is all your construction foam panel.
1: Uh, we still have some legacy product that's two inch double wall, but two inch double wall. About eighty percent of, of it is foam filled. Most of it's foam. Yep. And what are we looking at here? Uh, so that's a two and a half inch no through metal.
0: Okay. So so for those watching who don't know, hey David, don't know what the importance is of no through metal. There's no conductive path between the two panels right Yep. So, if you have a critical application where would you see a no three metal panel typically
1: uh, we see it a lot in really any critical humidity application or temperature application so we're using it in food processing uh, we're using it in the lithium battery construction right. so this is the two and a half version uh, when things get even cooler it goes into a four inch version yeah uh, we can even go to six if it's wow. like a freezer application right, or something. right.
0: Um, so a standard unit typically somewhere has a conductive path of metal to metal, which, you know, 90% of the applications, it's not that big of a deal, right. but you know yep. when you when you don't want condensation, you have to do. So the difference between, and I know there's manufacturers that say they have no through metal. Yeah. There's that, and then there's really like no through yeah. metal where you can see, you know. Uh, two pieces of metal touching together in a gasket is not no through metal to right. me. Yeah,
1: that's more my opinion. common what you see in the industry is uh, yeah. aluminum extrusion with, some yeah. type of plastic in between it, and when they foam fill a panel, Right. and then they attach those panels next to each other, one after. This is a completely different system. It's yeah. really a wall system.
0: Right. So. And one more quick thing. So the um, the heating in these units is it typically? It's almost always gas heat. Would you say, or is it moving? To, That's how's that going with the to move, yeah. electrification yeah.
1: situation? I mean, historically, gas was the most common. Yeah. Probably 80% of what we did. Um, I would say. Over the past year, um, over half of the requests are electric. Wow, really? Or steam
0: or not gas. That's a big, that's a big uh, electrical load. Yeah, it is a big <laughs> electrical load. <laughs> These things take a lot of KW.
1: Yeah, so that's been uh, a learning process for, for everybody yeah. involved just, you know, because they want all electric, which yeah. we can do. But then they see the draw of the unit,
0: and they're like, "Wow!" They're that's like, "Holy smokes!" Yeah. <laughs> Four hundred kW heater.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we've been yeah. working on a lot of low-temperature reactivation systems. Gotcha. Where you can use like a waste heat of some sort. You know, yeah. whether it's from a. What temperature is that typically? Um, I mean the hotter the better for us yeah but you know we can get work done as low as 140, 150 degrees so like refrigerant reheat, hot gas reheat, yeah. something like that. Yeah it makes the unit a little bigger from yeah. if you have higher reactivation temperature, but um, that's definitely an area of focus of ours to help with the DX0.
0: Yeah. Do you ever take the um, hot gas reheat from the DX, DX cooling here and then hot gas reheat to use it over there? move the BTs around or Um, we haven't done much of that Um, that would be tricky we have
1: done some recovery on the reactivation outlet because that airstream is typically 130 degrees Ah. discharging out of the unit so there's some heat recovery
0: that can be done there right if you got a winter condition and you're bringing in a lot of outside air great great opportunities okay Well, thanks for having us to your booth, and we appreciate it. We yeah. look forward to seeing the new factory. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna be up there. That'd be great.
1: That'd be great to see you, and uh, definitely invite others to come to our national sales training. Yeah, May 5th.
0: So we're excited. I'll be there. Thank All you, right. Mike. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate you. Have thanks for everything day. you do. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for watching.